Hi friends, my name is Morgan and this is We Round Up to 30. Hi friends and welcome back to We Round Up to 30. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about saying no and how that is hard. Um, how I'm trying to get comfortable with saying no, and why setting boundaries are not only necessary, but healthy um, part of relationships. So I am a habitual people pleaser. I am trying to get better about that, but it is something that I have always struggled with. I get very uncomfortable with conflict and letting people down to the point that I have and still do sometimes will say yes to way more than I can actually take on because I am worried about how others will take me saying no. And it's led to me being very burned out in the past. Um, One thing that I have kind of promised myself in the last few years is to start doing better about saying no, both professionally, but also personally. It is not easy. Um, I still struggle at times, but I am getting better. And it's okay to admit that it is hard and that you're not the best at it because it just means you're human. But that doesn't mean that you should just say yes to everything either. Um, It is definitely a balancing act, learning when to say yes, when to say no, when to say not right now, Um, because all of these are valid options. But also, learning, like the title says, no is a complete sentence. You do not owe others explanations for why you're going to say no to something. Now, that's not true in every case, but like if you straight up tell your supervisor no when they tell you to do something, that maybe needs a little more explanation. But especially in your personal life, if someone is trying to make you do something that you are uncomfortable with, no means no. No, no. (laughs) I will not go to you without out with you to dinner. No, you cannot have my number. No. Um, I'm not going to go on a date with you. Those are all complete sentences. But also, no, I'm not going to share my personal information with you. No, you're not invited into my life. No, I'm not going to spare mental energy on you. Those can be a complete sentence as well. And that can be uncomfortable. That can also look different. Sometimes it's physically saying the words no to other people. Sometimes it means screening your calls. Sometimes it can mean just straight up blocking somebody. It's going to look different from scenario to scenario, but it is important to establish those boundaries, but also not feel bad, not feel guilty for establishing those boundaries. Now, you can't just... (laughs) abuse that. You can't say, I'm not going to talk to you because 
that makes me uncomfortable when someone is calling you out on something that you were doing wrong. That is abusing boundaries. But if someone is not safe for you, as in they have hurt you in the past, and when you try to discuss that with them, they throw a ball saying, I'm not going to discuss that. It's okay to establish a boundary and say, then at this time, we can't have a relationship. And for some people, that's a firm one and done. For others, that may be you allow them back in, but you need to see a reason to let them back in. Don't just let them back in because they ask. An apology is nothing if it does not come with changed actions as well. So if they say, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, and then continue to cross your boundaries, that's your answer. Allow yourself the space to say, this relationship is not healthy for me, and kind of cut that. That is a lesson I am (laughs) trying to help my mom with. Um, She is both one of the most strongest and independent people that I know, and in most areas of her life, you give her one whip of... You might not be having her best intentions in heart, and you were cut, you were gone, you forever. But she does not always extend those same boundaries to people close to her in her life. And we literally talked about it today of, well, maybe you should set a boundary with that person. And she came back with, but their family. And I tried to explain to her that does not guarantee you a space in your life. And I even said the words, would you let anyone else in your life treat you this way? And she said, well, you know, no. And I said, then why are you allowing this person? And she said, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that one. And so I kind of dropped it, but it it just kind of reinforced. And I found it very um, ironic that that conversation happened today when I was going to record this today. But that's an important point, too. Just because this person has a title such as mom, sister, aunt, uncle, something, doesn't automatically mean they earn the right and have earned the, I get to treat you however you want and there's no consequences. I heard uh, someone say it, I think, on TikTok the other day. Why does no one say... In reference to, but they're your mom, but I'm their daughter. Why does no one take that stance on it? It's always, oh, well, they're your blank. You should forgive them. Not, you're their sister, so they should treat you better. It's never said that way. It's always, well, they're your this, so you just have to forgive them and let it go. Because that's not healthy. That's that's accepting abuse. That's accepting wrongdoing. For something that was not your fault. You didn't ask for it, but they continue to do it anyway. So if you needed to hear it from somebody, I give you permission. If someone is regularly causing you stress, just from the th- their, their phone call popping up is causing you stress, you have permission to establish a boundary. That could look like just saying, hey, we can't talk about X, Y, and Z. It could say, hey, 
we need to take a break, or it could be, hey, we're going no contact. That's going to look different for each person depending on the circumstances, the relationship, what has happened. But if you were needing permission to establish a boundary with a family member, I'm giving it to you because just because they have a title does not mean that they are automatically garnered a place in your life without any consequences for their actions. That is one thing that I'm very grateful that my mother taught me and my sister is how to be independent. Um, Sometimes I think she thinks she did too good of a job with us on that because we have no issue letting her know when we disagree with her and where our opinions differ. But she had to learn that the hard way. And in some areas, she holds maybe too firm of a boundary with some people, but in other areas, she lets people get away with things. And I feel like with each generation, we learn more, we do better. We break some of those um, generational uh, heartaches and curses, but I definitely appreciate that lesson that she taught that you do not have to accept wrongdoings from others and things like that. I just wish I could teach her back that that also extends to how much availability someone gets in your life. Um, We argue with that sometimes about how I um, interact with certain members of my family for similar reasons. Um, there, there are certain family members that when we're in settings together, I'm cordial, I'm polite, um, but I do not go out of my way to interact with them. And we do not have the same view on that. She definitely is from the generation and the ideal of, well, their family, you should still reach out. I am of the camp of they did not earn that. Um, so if they want me to do that, their actions should reflect that. Um, and that's okay. We don't always have to agree with our parents. Uh, we can have different opinions. That doesn't mean we love them any less. Um, it just means based on the life experiences we have, these are the choices that we make. So we can agree to disagree on that, but If you are having similar thoughts and struggles and conversations, just know it's okay to cut your grandmother or your aunt or your uncle or your cousin or your neighbor down the street off if they are not supporting you or interacting with you in a way that is conducive for both your mental health, your physical health, whatever it may be. That is an area that if you were currently very uncomfortable saying no, that is where I would prioritize if I were you being able to say no first because that is one of the hardest areas. But if you can cut out that negativity of your life, it will allow you the mental space to address other areas because living in that amount of stress will start to take a toll on your physical health. And if that takes a toll, it's a lot harder to start building in boundaries in other areas like work or friendships and things like that because 
your family, for better or worse, is at the nucleus of your mental space. And depending on what that relationship looks like, it will spread. It will it will trickle out into all other areas. So if that is an area where you're currently struggling, my advice, prioritize that and then work from those outer rings going further out. Because until you fix what's at that core, any work you do on those outer bubbles are going to continue to struggle until you focus in on the root, which unfortunately a lot of times is at home. Now, if your home is great, you're working well, you have good healthy boundaries with those people in your most inner circle, then go to that next rung and that next rung and that next rung because I have seen it. Anything happening, the closer to you, it just ripples. So the sooner you can get those inner ripples worked, then you can start doing the outer fringes because when you're stressed at home, no matter how best you try to leave home at the work door and when you walk back out at the end of the work day, work at the work at the home door, it's going to ink out. It's going to trickle out. So take care of you and then those immediately around you. So once you've got those relationships, then start working on your academic or professional, wherever you're at with that role. So whether that means when your boss gives you a new project, you say, okay, well, I'm currently working on this. What are the priorities? That way they're aware. Yes, I already have something on my plate. You're letting them know, I understand that both of these things are important, but I need to know what you want me to focus on because then you're not going to be dropping the ball in one area versus another. (coughs) It will also allow you to build in a little CYA um, in case something slips through or a deadline is missed. You can have documentation of, well, when I was given the project B, I let you know that I was actively working on project A and you diverted my attention to project B or the other way around. That way, if something comes up, you're covered because for better or worse, no matter how great your supervisor is, if you don't let them know, they sometimes can be blindsided by other projects because they're coming from their boss or it's a competing priority. So by when accepting new things, you you kind of allow everyone who's taking ownership of the project to know I have competing obligations. Please allow me or help me determine what's more important. Because I can tell you from personal experience, there's a greater chance that something's going to pop up when given a new project like that where if you can show proof that you asked those questions, it makes it a lot harder for you to get in trouble for something um, when something goes wrong because bad news trickles down. Um, so it's good to allow yourself coverage with things like that. So if you're not at the place where you have the autonomy to just say no to new projects, that is my advice. When given something new, say, well, I am currently working on X, 
what would you like me to prioritize with this new project? And one of two things, I guess there are three options. Option A, <coughs> excuse me, option A would have your supervisor say, oh, well, this project has a deadline of da-da-da. The other one has a deadline two weeks later. So let's start on project B because it has a closer deadline. And we're going to bring on uh, your coworker, Sally, to assist you on project A while you're kind of focusing on project B. That's option A. Option B is, oh, I didn't realize you were on project A. I know coworker Sally has a little bit more um, availability right now. I'm going to give project B to, to coworker Sally. Or option C, which I hope is not what it is. They basically say, I don't know, figure it out. And you're kind of left in a pickle. But because you have that documentation, that covers you for if option C is the option, you at least are covered when the inevitability of something slips up and you're struggling. I would also recommend you do all of that in writing um, because it's a lot easier to cover yourself when things are in an email. So send an email, create a folder in your inbox to help you cover. That is another thing that um, I have learned over the years. It is always better to have documentation. You hope you never need it, but it is a good thing to have in the case that the negative outcome happens, you are going to fare better um, if any sort of disciplinary actions were to be taken. It's a lot harder to get a firm write-up when you say, well, remember, when you gave me this project on this date, I identified that there was a conflict of interest with my two projects, and I was not given any guidance or whatever the case may be. It covers you. So that's that's kind of a gap between saying no when you don't have the ability or the autonomy to say no, um, to kind of put the ball back in that supervisor's court to have to acknowledge they said I couldn't do it right now and I gave it to them anyway. So that is a recommendation for that as well. It's not going to come easy to be getting com- to get comfortable with saying no or not right now. So find that middle ground. That middle ground for me, uh, at work at least, is not right now. I can't do that right now. Or, hey, I need help. Also, if you've got a great team of coworkers, you may do what me and my coworkers did. We kind of came together, reaffirmed areas where we are currently project leads on, And we have made a pact that when we are given projects that fall under someone else's subject area, we're going to loop the other one in. That way we're not doing double work because sometimes you will be given a project that someone else is already actively working on. So if you know that that is coworker John's project and they're given to you, just say, hey, I am CCing coworker John on this. Um, that way, if I have any questions, we're all in the loop since this is something he's currently lead on. That is a subtle way of reminding, um, that supervisor that 
there is currently a lead on this project in case they forgot or something like that. But it also provides that documentation, like I said, in case coworker John is working on this project you're on and they can say, oh, actually, I've got this half done. Let me just link up with you and we can knock it out instead of you starting from scratch on something that's already uh, pretty far well done. Um, so that's an advice too. Once you get more comfortable with saying not right now and or you get in a place where you can start saying no, start saying no to small things and then work your way up because there will come a day where there is a big no that it is going to feel so uncomfortable to say, but you need to be ready and you need to have practiced those little no's so the big no doesn't feel so scary. The same is going to be true in your personal life. If you're not comfortable and currently don't say no when your friends or your family invites you to something, start saying little no's. So maybe it's, I'm sorry, this week was really stressful and I'm just too tired. And you'll do that a few times. And then it's, hey, I really just don't want to go to that restaurant. And eventually you can just start saying, "Mm, not this time. And that's it. You don't have to give an explanation. It's just, not this time, thanks. And that's okay. And it will become more comfortable and it will feel a whole lot less awkward. And then there will be some days where you're just like, I want to say yes, I want to say yes. But I feel guilty saying no. Or I want to say yes because I feel guilty saying no. Or, oh gosh, I just can't today because... It's the end of the month, and I really just don't want to go spend this money. I don't have to, and I'm really tired, and I've been thinking about going home and eating that ice cream in my freezer all day. And those are the days that you're going to be so glad that you have practiced saying no. So if you are like me and are a habitual people pleaser and just struggle, start slow, start practicing it, it will start to feel less awkward And you will be so glad that you prioritized setting boundaries and saying no. Thanks for hanging out. Um, Next episode is titled, well, I guess it's going to be talking about ADHD and women, but also the struggle that we often face when trying to talk to doctors and how when something that we are discussing either doesn't meet the normal um, symptoms for this because, newsflash, most of those symptoms were based on how a male's body reacts. Um, We, a lot of times, will get discounted by medical professionals. So that's kind of going to be what next episode's about. Uh, Thanks for hanging out. I can't wait to hang out with you next time. Uh, a little bit of an update. Uh, we now have a TikTok for um, the podcast. It's We Round Up to 30 Pod um, on TikTok. You can find it just by searching We Round Up to 30 on there. Um, right now, there's not a whole lot of videos, but if you want to follow uh, eventually, we're going to get to the point where I do kind of get to know me things on there, extended conversations about some of what we've talked about and things like that. So if you're interested, go follow on there. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. 
uh, not super active on Twitter, fairly active on Instagram. So check me out on there. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts and um, follow and rate on here on Spotify as well. Um, That helps other people find the podcast as well. So if you're enjoying it, please rate me on other areas that will help other people find the podcast as well. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.